Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Podcast. Read them podcast. With your host, my guy. Hey everyone, it's Brian. We're back with another Halloween type of episode. This time I'm joined by Chris, Eric, and Ryan, and we talk about movies that scared us as kids. They could be horror movies or even Disney movies, some that are unintentionally scary, uh, or just some scenes. Of course, with this type of discussion, we talk about horror movies in general and some of the themes of those movies. As you can tell when you listen, my list is just a little bit different than the other guys, but I, I don't know, I'm, I was traumatized as a kid, thanks to my older brother showing me Nightmare on Elm Street when I was very little, and uh, haven't been the same since. Um, but it's it's a fun chat, so uh, if, if I just love talking movies with these guys in general. Uh, before the episode starts, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. You can find all the links in the description of this episode or just rejunk.com and tell your friends about the podcast and the site as well. Okay, so let's get this episode going. Here's our chat about movies that scared us as kids right here on the Rejunk Podcast. I wanted to get everyone together to do a somewhat Halloween-ish kind of episodes. We kind of did that two weeks ago or last week. Uh, but I figured I always wanted to do a uh, like a write a column about this, but I thought it would be a good idea to talk with you guys about movies that scared us as kids or scenes that scared us as kids. And I'm, I already have like a huge list, so I'm sure you guys do sure. as well. Um, but before I guess we get started, this is we're talking with Eric, Ryan, and Chris. Um, Ryan does the 100% Ska podcast and see him DJing all over the place at Otto's. And and then Eric also writes for uh, various places in a Rejunk as well. And Chris is the metal the metal guy at Rejunk. But how are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, you know. It's uh, another fun and interesting night in this crazy year in which we find ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's rapidly... <laughs> ending soon it seems i think once halloween hits it feels like everything just like full speed ahead that's true that's true but 2021 might be a clone of 2020 we, we shall see it's probably gonna be that way yeah i i don't know i'm at yeah. the point where i'm just sick of fucking masks it's just i, I was complaining oh, about that the other day uh, i was just like, fogging up my glasses and i'm gonna go switch to contacts i think <laughs> dude you, you just gotta switch to the mandalorian helmet uh, this is the way yeah I- <laughs> it is it is and then you have to worry about like shaving or like oh. like washing your face or anything because no one's going to see you so yeah. i don't know that's a, that's a good idea i if i can get one for cheap or a stormtrooper you know that's fine i'll do <laughs> but get, your, um, get, your, get yourself get yourself a good good like plague doctor mask <laughs> it would be very fitting up. yeah um so who wants to go first with their movies that scared them as a kid? Even if it was like unintentional scary movies or actual scary movies. Cause I have a little bit of both, like some that aren't scary, but it still kind of was freaky when I was a kid. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to jump in the deep end. I'm going to, I'm going to take your offering. Um, I mean, I do have uh, a bunch of a list of a bunch of like 
what I would consider like non-horror stuff that is that moments that scared the crap out of me. But uh, the one moment that I have, which is in a sense, like the, 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 the dragon that I will forever chase in terms of like, I want to be that scared again and I never will be um, was watching the original it miniseries mm. from 1990, which if you, when you watch it now, it's, it's not that scary. I mean, it's like, it's, it's pretty low production. I mean, Pennywise with, as you know, with Tim Curry uh, is amazing. Everything else kind of falls flat, but as a, I think I'm, a, I think that was 90. So I was probably 11 at the time. And I remember my mom, she, she watched it ahead of me and she taped, and she taped it uh, on VHS. She's like, and she's like, I think you can handle this. <laughs> I could not. Uh, that damn, that damn thing gave me nightmares. It gave me nightmares for a solid, I must say a week. Um, I had, ne- it, for whatever reason, you know, and I guess as, as an 11 year old, it just really, I don't know the way it was, it was set up. And I don't even re- really remember like one specific moment, but just like, yeah, it had that massive, massive effect on me. Like I was scared to go to sleep for a few weeks. Ryan, <laughs> I remember. I knew I was going to have nightmares. There's one moment in it, Ryan. I don't know if you remember this, but um, there's a point of view shot from Pennywise's view in the basement when the the bully kids are stalking the the losers club i think they called them the lucky seven in, in that miniseries for some reason they changed the name from the losers club but there's a there's a pov shot of pennywise stalking one of the bullies mm-hmm. and you know zooming in on and you see the book ah! like that yes that, that one specifically that moment it was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I want to I think it was I I think it was just the idea that Pennywise could just appear at like any time at any in any in any moments and in like any like form uh was cuz I you know I think oh he's in my closet or he's like going to be like I'm going to look I'm going to look over and he's going to be like on top of my like dresser or something and man that just had as an 11 year old just had such an amazing effect on me and i've you know as i says like i wasn't really like seeking horror i wasn't really into horror movies you know as it as a kid like i kind of knew they existed i had a little lore and i have and i i want to i'll touch on this i'm sure later on in, in the episode but man i have never i don't think i've ever been as scared as ever been as affected um as i was watching that series i will forever be chasing that just petrified <laughs> moment of like of of being scared and again it's not that when you watch it now it's like it's not that scary it's kind Is of it cheesy on abc or it's just, something it's funny was it was it on abc originally like it was like a mini series it was, yeah it was, like, it was abc or NBC. Yeah. it was network tv it was like abc or nbc or something it was like a two-part right like tv mini tv mini series um so obviously it was like broadcast on network tv so it wasn't you know it wasn't that gory it wasn't it was just, there was a few moments of like blood but the, it wasn't that gory it wasn't to any adult watching. It probably wasn't that, you know, over overtly scary to begin with. Um, but man, for me, that damn thing just it 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 shattered my fragile little mind. Ryan, what was the conversation like with your mother after you had watched it? <laughs> Thanks, mom. I, you know, that's, 
Thanks, I think so. I was like, I, I think I, I think I was just like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And I think they, I think I just kind of remember being, uh, you know, as any, as any, as any mother would, would be to, uh, you know, comfort me and just say, it's okay. It's just a show. It's fine. Like there's nothing in the closet. Like, just like that. And I think it only comes around 27 was, years. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> when this comes back, you're going to love it. Trust me. In 2010. 20, 20, well, 2019. So, yeah. 17, uh, 8, 19. Yeah. That's, um, that's great, Ryan. Uh, who wants to go? That's, that's my moment. Eric, do you want to go next? I have, a, I have a couple, some from movies that are like not scary per se. And some from, yeah, from I have a lot movies, of that. Uh, like, um, I'll give you one that even watching this scene as an adult still is scarring me is, and you guys might laugh at me, but go for it is in Bambi. When Bambi's mother gets shot, I I, I saw that. I'm like, I saw this as a kid and I still remember just that horrible feeling. Yeah. It's sad. And, and and I, I recently watched it again in researching a story that I wrote for um, a website about how inappropriate these Disney movies were that we grew up on. It's like, we shouldn't have watched this, but, but even the way that, so you never actually see Bambi's mom take, take, take the lid, but <laughs> you know what happens and it's off screen. And then you see poor little Bambi running alone into the woods and even looking at it in my forties, I'm like, this is still horrible. I, I can't even, it, it's, this is one of the most awful things on film ever. Yeah. I, I have a lot of Disney on my, uh, on my list, I have like Pinocchio when all the kids start turning to. to oh, like hell music. yeah. Like hell yeah. That and uh, Alice in Wonderland is just like acid trip. Like, I haven't so- <laughs> shown my son that yet, but it's just like that when the guy's eating, of, it's the story of like eating the little oysters. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then, but, yeah, go ahead. Before before we go too far off, off on Bambi, this is very, <laughs> this is very tangentially related. It's not actually the movie the original movie bambi but uh do any of you remember it's a it's a short cartoon called bambi versus godzilla no, but no. I wanna, okay <laughs> but i want to see it now <laughs> i almost don't i almost don't want to don't want to spoil it but it's it, it is it i actually and it kind of it, it scarred me a little bit so was it it was a cartoon it was a short that i think was actually originally drawn and published in like sometime in the late 60s but they actually put it in front of the Godzilla 1985 mm. uh, VHS tape. So it was, yeah, it was, I think, the, I think the cartoon was maybe five minutes, if that, with with credits. Um, so I'm sure it's on. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Go look for this. Just watch Bambi versus Godzilla. I will leave it at that. I'm sure my I, son I don't, has I probably don't, seen it because he just he's obsessed with Godzilla it. right now. So uh, he wait, probably found wait, that. Wait. <laughs> as as far as like a horror thing, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the one that 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 innocence ruining moment that Ryan just spoke of. So fifth grade. How old are you in fifth grade? Eight, not nine. What's it? Fifth, no, uh, fifth grade's like 11, 11, 12. I, 10, I was 11. Always, I was young for my class, so I think I was ten, and it was Halloween. And my mother, bless her, rented me the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which I watched oh, with my yeah. brother and Ooh. two of my friends. And, you know, I knew who Freddy Krueger was. I knew that he came after people in your dreams. 
I did not know he killed you in your dream. So when <laughs> when that's when, when Tina's shirt opens and you see the four claws invisibly go down her stomach, yep. I, w- I was <gasps> I never made it to that point. So I, and I got through the rest of the movie and there's but nothing is as horrifying as I don't think in the rest of the series as that scene where, where Tina is killed in her sleep and, you know, he, she's being flung along the ceiling oh, by Freddie yeah. and you just, you hear what's happening, but he's not there. And Rod, her boyfriend is, is trying to say, and he can do nothing. And then, and and then he just drops, Freddie just drops her body on the bed and there's just a splash of blood. And she's de- like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is <laughs> yeah. way, this is way outside of, of, of what, what I should be, beholding at the age of 10 i feel like i've that, talked that to you guys kills. about this uh but yeah like th- my older brother showed me that movie when we were like in second grade and i didn't get i think i got to the first death scene where he was like st- the stretching against the ceiling or something oh when, when, oh, when his uh, yeah and, and he does the extending with his, and his arm extending oh, arms yeah. and like i think i didn't get that far and and then that pretty much scarred me for life for uh, uh, horror movies. Um, well, yeah. the, the school bus scene where they're like going down, I think it's like in the second movie that like freaked me out. Cause that was like, that seemed too, too real for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually just watched part two by like last week. And I, yeah. So they're, they, they, they drive off the road and down into the desert and then it like goes off to it on to like, the like this like basin almost and all the ground starts cracking away and eventually the bus just winds up uh teetering balancing on like this one column of dirt and like nothing happens during the scene like that's that's the end of it like no kids get killed during it but it's a it's a freaky deaky opening to, to it what movie is it where he's like? Because I, I remember like going at the at the grocery store and I would have the video, the VHS like covers, and I would look at I was you know stupid kid looking at all the covers, which would freak me out. But there was one for it was a Nightmare in Elm Street one where he looked like he was like a he was swallowing someone up on a bed. Oh, that's part three. The okay. dream I think you're thinking of part three. Yeah, okay. where he's like a, he's like a, he's a snake okay. and he's. Uh, like kind of eating uh, Patricia, Patricia Arquette. Arquette of all people. Oh, um, yeah. So by the result of just seeing that photo, I would sleep with my knees up for many, many years. And then I would also, I think I saw Friday the 13th and I would, I was on the top bunk. And I think I might, mm. I might've talked to you guys about this. I don't remember. I feel like the last time we talked, I feel like I talked a little bit about this, but like, I felt like I was just going to like a pitchfork was going to come through my <laughs> chest through the bunk bed. <laughs> it's and, a very and, real and fear, though. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very real fear, uh, and and you never know. All right, Chris, you wanna you wanna give us one of your choices? Um, yeah, I actually had to go back and watch this one, um, because I was like, well, if you were gonna ask, of you know, what was the what scariest movie? Um, there's this one movie back from the early '90s. It's not necessarily a horror movie. Movie, but it's a it's an alien abduction movie uh, based on a allegedly based on a true story called Fire in the Sky. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Wow! Oh, well, yeah, that was Chris, a good one. well chosen. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like when you see, it's not so much the part where he gets beamed by the light, 
But no. the scene where he's getting dragged through the spaceship is yeah. horrifying. It is. That like plastic thing that they put over him where he couldn't breathe. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it was yeah. like a sheet or something. How that movie got away with it. I think it's PG-13. It is how PG-13. Got, how he got away with that, That's they, they greased some palms on that one. I, I read up on it a little to see some extra factoids. Apparently the guy who, uh, the, the, the actual Travis from that movie, um, he says that they had to stretch some things for the movie. And obviously, I mean, I, I can't imagine if, if it really was a true story, you know, how factual some of that is but uh, i don't know just like seeing that and like was it the initial scene when he breaks out of that pod and then he accidentally goes into the other pod that's that was that was some true horror oh, yeah, absolutely man. i haven't remembered that movie in, until you just brought it up because i i was big into ufos back then so i ended up watching that and i like also watched like whitley whitley streber and it was like the um communion with well christopher walken yeah, that movie yeah. so that was kind of freaky too mm-hmm. oh yeah Funny side story about Fire in the Sky. I actually met the guy who wrote that movie in college. He was friends with my first writing professor because they were both screenwriters in, in L.A. So he came in one day because he was also working on Sliders. Do you guys remember that show with John Reese davies and yep. uh, uh, what's Jerry O'Connell? Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. So, yeah, the, Tracy Torme was, was the screenwriter's name. He came in and I remember talking to him a little bit about Fire in the Sky and one thing I researched later, and Chris, maybe you found this out as well. Supposedly, that whole scene of the experiment differs from Travis's "quote unquote" experience. Like that was like invented more or less for the film. Because, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably what he was referring to when he said that they had to stretch some stuff. Um, hmm. I mean, obviously, I, I think it went for maximum effect because when they put the plastic over him. And at first, you know, they take the other piece of plastic and they put it over his face and he can't breathe. And they cut oh, the piece out over his eye and yep. then they cut the piece over his mouth oh. and they put that receptacle thing right over his eye. Oh. And that silver ooze oh. goes in. Oh, man. I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I, think I, I, think I, I think I need to watch Fire in the Sky again. I haven't watched that in a while. It's a well, good one. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was up on YouTube TV for like four bucks. You know, it's been also interesting about that movie. Yes, it's an alien abduction movie, but that's only about, I want to say less than a quarter of the actual movie. Most of the movie is the fellow loggers or what lumberjacks that went out into the woods in Arizona with him. And everybody in town is like, yeah, yeah, he was abducted by an alien. You guys fucking murdered him and we're just waiting for you. So there's this great middle section of basically the entire town turns on them. Like friends don't want to talk to them and, so the yeah. horror of mankind, if, uh, as you were, is, is far worse than anything, the alien. And then, of course, Travis comes back and they're like, oh, OK, all is forgiven. Sorry we said all that horrible shit about you. But And I completely forgot that Robert Patrick was in that movie. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, man. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, he's like the main logger. And the, and the guy that was in The Cutting Edge was the lead actor in that one. Uh, D.B. Sweeney. Right. <laughs> the Cutting Edge, yeah. That's a great, that's a great pick, Chris. Good. Well, well, yeah, I like it. I probably would have put that if I remembered it, but yeah, I'll go um, because I have a list of movies that not weren't really horror movies. So I'm going to have a lot of non-horror movies. I, the Secret of the Nim was a movie that I used to watch all the time. It was an animated movie with like rats and had Dom DeLuise 
doing the voice but for some reason the animation of it just was scary to me but I, like my mom taped it and we would always watch it but something about it it would just freak me out and like i, I can't watch it anymore <laughs> that's all i got for that for that one but okay. the, it just like some of the animation it's the same thing like i haven't seen labyrinth or dark crystal because it's just something about it it's they look freaky to me like the puppets and is I'm, I'm sure I can just look this up and answer my own question, but is, is Secret of Nim a, a Don Bluth movie? Because he's from a lot 19... of his stuff has that. Yeah, has that, that, that's from 1982. Uh, like, the, like American, American, t- like American yeah. Tale, and I think he did like Land Before Time. Like he was the guy that was going to try to you know go up against Disney, and he and he, he almost did. Although I think he, I think he, I read something like he's gonna he's gonna try again. He's gonna like try to bring back like. 2D like hand drawn animation. It is indeed a Don Bluth yep. joint. I knew it. Well I done, knew Ryan. It. Yeah, and I, I used to watch it all the time, but there were certain parts of it that I didn't like that were just too there was like some owl creature and it was just some of it was just kind of weird. It was just like in the eighties. Um I have I have so many other ones. Like well, the biggest one that I think my mom, we, she like taped it. She's like, oh, it's the sequel to Wizard of Oz. Return to Oz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never was... actually seen that. Is that the one with Michael Jackson? No, that's another no, that's one. The, that's, that's the Wiz. That's the, the Wiz. Wiz. Okay. But, the, but I was um, going to bring that up too because of the crazy cabs in that one. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, the Return so, to Oz. Return, return it's like to people, Oz. It's like frozen people. and Oh, dear. Pumpkin heads, That's, um, robots. <laughs> is that? It's like Elijah Dushka is the is like the main is like Dorothy. I think. No shit, really. I gotta look that up. I didn't even. Look. It's someone. Maybe it's, <laughs> I, it's it's someone. It's someone like that. If it's not Elijah Dushka, it's like someone else. First. It's like someone in that in her same. Come on, IMDb realm. So what is it about it, Brian? That that here I'm gonna read. So un- uh, well, it's just the way it's so dark and it's like, it's this unauthorized kind of sequel to Wizard of Oz, but it's really not like Dorothy goes back to Oz and it's like some evil witch or uh, queen has taken over and has frozen everyone. And she meets up with like some pumpkin guy and then there's like a robot uh, tin man kind of like, it's just really yeah, like the, up. The, the, the yellow brick road is also all broken up. Like, cause it's, it's like been like totally destroyed. So it's kind of like, it's this very weird. And again, like as a kid, like you probably would have watched Wizard of Oz and then probably in, oh, uh, within a year or two watched um, Return to Oz. And it's such a different style. Cause obviously oh. it's like, it's made like 50 plus years later. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's just got this like, yeah, super dark eighties. Like this is not like, this is not a kid's movie. It's movie. Despite like the despite the rather jovial uh, uh, original like the, the poster artwork, which is like that kind of like eighties like drawn painted you know style, and all the characters are kind of happy, and maybe there's like a little you know witch in the in the corner that's going to be like you know the antagonist. It's a, it's a really dark evil movie it is not a kids it is not a kids movie Dor- mm. dorothy um, was dorothy was played by feruza bulk from, from oh, the wow movie. wow that's yeah and gene okay. marsh was. plays nurse wilson who was also the evil witch in willow which i yes, kind of have was. willow on my list just for one scene was when everyone was turned into pigs 
<laughs> but I can't wait for the sequel. That's just got announced on Disney oh, Plus. Fuck yeah. Um, can so can the sequel happen in reality where like uh, a certain group of individuals in Washington, D.C. get turned into pigs permanently? <laughs> well, where do we stop? Unfortunately, there's just way too many people in this town. I, I happen to live in the suburbs of D.C. It's like can we just there's not a pen big enough, Chris, <laughs> for everyone. We'd have to turn the swine. They're all pigs. <laughs> pigs. Well, piggybacking on on Brian's animation comment, I also have another another animated uh, non horror uh, animated uh, moment, uh, which again was a very very scarring moment for me to the point. Can I guess which it? Was you can try to guess it. We'll find out. We'll see if you're right. Who framed Roger Rabbit? No, I was actually fine with who framed Roger Rabbit. The uh, shoe, the shoe part, it was I, kind of. I, I, I thought, oh, yeah, the, oh, the, the, sh- the, oh, shoe the shoe part, part was. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not. That's not I, nice. I, I think the uh, um, Jessica. I, I spent too much time letting Jessica Rabbit uh, open up a whole new right. world of, of feelings uh, <laughs> to, to be to be scarred by melting, scarred by melting shoes. No, my my moment uh, is it's a GI Joe episode. Where shipwreck? Is, oh, the Springfield episode. Yes, where sh- shipwreck I don't is. Know that. Uh, okay, so shipwreck. Um, I've winds seen it, but probably in, in he's like in some like I I and I don't really remember like the concept of the episode. I think he was like being brainwashed or like mind controlled, and he was. Can, can, I, me, can, I, break, can I break in? Or you can break. In. <laughs> okay, just the, the actual plot because I I I am obsessed with this episode as well, Ryan. They. Shipwreck almost drowns in a battle and Cobra kidnaps him and stages this fake town for, to basically try to get him to reveal this information that a scientist put in his brain as, as one does. And they even go so far as to dye Shipwreck's beard to make him see, make, make him try to make him think that six years have gone by. And the first time he goes to shave himself, he's like, Hey, my beard isn't gray after all, so that was a shit plan. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. This that, is that's, a GI no, Joe episode. God, I don't remember this. This is a this is a GI Joe. So, eventually, what happens toward the end of the episode, and I think it's like Roadblock. I think winds up somehow in the town with him, and then what happens at some point <laughs> is all of the humans in this little town that the cobra that the, the cobra is built for shipwreck to live in. I don't remember why, but they literally start melting. Like they just, they they just start like melting away into like blobs. And I remember watching that episode and just being like, what in the, well, I I mean, I'm probably six. I'm not cursing, but like, you know, the six year equivalent of like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't understand. This is fucking scary as shit. Let me turn this off and never watch GI Joe again, <laughs> out of fe- out of fear that it might be this episode or something worse. I don't remember I don't this at I, all. Oh Did man! You? If you, I think if you if you go on YouTube, you can probably I'm sure you can find like the the snippet of that episode where the, the town, like it all like the town like breaks down or I don't remember, again I don't remember what the, the what happens. I just remember like roadblock melting into a blob. Oh, and like yeah. not understanding what I'm watching and not being able to comprehend <laughs> Chris, like, you remember this, this? Bo- this body this body horror that I am I am witnessing and like my again 
my fragile little mind is <laughs> is just completely shattered because I don't understand what I'm watching. Ryan, if you remember, so Roadblock always had these little weird one-liners that rhymed. Yes. So Roadblock, I, the exact moment that you're talking about, Roadblock goes through a car wash and yes. ship, Shipwreck runs after to make sh- to make sure he meets him on the other side. Be like, hey, Roadblock, remember me? Roadblock, I, this is what he says. Rolls down his his driver's side window, looks at shipwreck, goes, "It sure was toasty," and then starts melting. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What do you mean? Because <laughs> that's such a roadblock thing to say. And then, but then he just fucking starts melting. You're like, what? Yeah, I think I remember people melting. That's all I remember from that episode. I have to go find it now. Chris, you yeah, remember this? Is. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was probably I definitely say that's got to be in my top tier of GI Joe episodes. I know that's probably veering off for a different discussion, but the other one was how terrified they were of the Viper because the Viper is coming. <laughs> the Viper, yes. The Viper. <laughs> is that one that got Duke in the movie? No, oh. no. This was it, this it's the thing. giant red herring. Oh, okay. The, Man, the, 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 in a while. the the end of the episode is the window viper. He's come to vipe your windows. Ah. And it's like some like stereotype. Vi- it's like some like <laughs> stereotype, like ultra stereotype, like Eastern <laughs> European, like Russian dude that just like he just he's he's the window washer, but he's got he's got the accent and uh, uh, he's the viper. Da da. He comes to vi- he comes he comes to vipe your windows. And he's been calling GI Joe people for the entire episode. This is the viper. I will see you soon. And they're like, oh <laughs> yeah, and and it, it's such a non payoff. They're like, oh, it's a window washer. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got all worked up. We're a spy agency, and we didn't know. <laughs> All right, I think Freeze we've frame. veered off and topic here with G.I. Joe a little bit. <laughs> but the melting synthoids, Ryan, good good call. Yeah, that's, that's, who wants to go next? I'll go in a this is a it's not necessarily horror, but as far as things that just upend the way you look at things, like I remember going to see Total original Total Recall in the theater. I was probably, I guess, eleven when that came out in nineteen ninety. The three and, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but um, what what unnerved me so much about that is I think the, the the fifteen or so minutes after he leaves recall and he's in the alternate timeline is this really happening? But I remember being so I had never seen something where your what you knew of as your reality is just completely just upturned from. And that scared me so much. But now that's my favorite kind of horror thing is anything where what you think of reality is not your reality. That's why I love In the Mouth of Madness so much. Because he thinks that y- y- what you think of as reality is not reality. So, And that, that concept may be the most like existentially terrifying thing you can think of. Rather, way more, Way more terrifying than somebody in the woods with an axe chasing you just... If everything you think is real is not, just yeah. How, how do you even go to sleep at night with with the I mean, I, like that? I, 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 I think we could probably have an entire podcast episode talking about how we, how you one defines reality, 
Sure. <laughs> Philosophers have been trying it for yeah. That's very like the concept of rejunk podcast. <laughs> like like Ryan, if I was if I was to come to your house at, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm throwing your ass in jail, I'm gonna shoot you. Just like, wait, we were best friends. What happens? Just just that idea of everything being turned on its head and you can't trust who you thought you could. That 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 kind of got into my psyche and and mm-hmm. stayed there as far as an idea. I'm like, I don't like this idea, but I love it as a premise for for horror filmmaking. I didn't think you were going to go other- there. I thought you were going to go like where he takes their helmets off and their eyes are bugging at it. Oh no, that that's just, just <laughs> that's just just funny. It was funny then. It's it's super funny now. <laughs> with, yeah, with the, with the, with the Rob Bottin puppets and the <laughs> I, it took me a while to watch that one. I was like, I loved Arnold movies, but that was like the one I didn't. For some reason, I just didn't watch it until later on and probably like late high school or college even. I don't know why, but... Come on, Brian. Come why on, aren't you dude. watching my movies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's because it's kind of scary things. And um, Come on, don't be a little girly man, Brian. <laughs> I was trying to... Th- wait, I had, I had a segue and I lost it. Um, I'll just go with one on my list. The Witches from 1990. Like not the one that just came out on Netflix. That was that one with um, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. Mm-hmm. And they, they take off all their wigs and they're all just that scene. It was just like, ah! <laughs> see, you can see where I am, where I'm more like the Disney kind of, those kind of, those kind of movies. You guys are picking actual horror movies they, and things. Well, that's, that, that's a, that's a really great moment in that film. And again, it kind of balances, it, it, it really starts to, to uh, balance on that line of like, is this movie, is this movie made for kids or not? Like, is this like, because there's probably like movies, like, you, you know, some movies are made like with kid, kid protagonists, but they're, the film is intended for like an adult audience. Yeah. Um, and in that situation, it's just like, all right, is this a kid's movie or not? Cause this is, this is borderline terrifying. Uh, and it, it, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think I, it was the witches did not make my list, um, of like, of ideas to talk about, but it's, it's definitely a moment. It's, it's, it's absolutely a, a situation where it's like, this is freaky deaky. Yeah. I don't remember finishing it. I remember just certain scenes from it and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Brian, Brian, how old's your son now? He's five. Okay, so you're probably at that. Yeah, what what things do you start to show him for these very reasons? Well, yeah, we, we were watching about the first half of uh, Captain America today, so uh, Winter Soldier. So he's he's kind of advanced for other kids his age, and some some things he he can handle. Like he's seen Jurassic Park movies a million times, and it's mm. just like seeing people getting ripped to shreds from dinosaurs is fine, but some right. scenes in ET is not. I don't know. <laughs> I know kids are kids are weird. I'm the same. I was the same way. It's just certain things that just triggered me, like Willy Wonka, the boat scene that freaked me out as a kid. It's like the rest of the movie's fine, but that one scene, like I can't watch it. It's just kind of like it's kind of disturbing. Apparently, there's like a there's like a whole um, backstory to that that they told nobody about the scene going into it, so all those reactions are supposedly like 100 percent genuine. Oh really? Well, I guess they have to get the people's yeah, the reactions for. <laughs> wow! How method of them? 
method, method, method acting, acting taken to the extreme. But sometimes, I mean, that sometimes you get that you get those moments. And then there's like sure. movies like from that are just very innocent in the way that they do it. But then there's something about it that just traumatized me as a kid. Was it Darby O'Gill and the Little People from 19 19- oh, with yeah Sean O'Connor the Banshees yeah and that freaked me the fuck out and I couldn't watch that movie after seeing even just seeing the Leprechaun how the the way they did it it's kind of weird to me (laughs) and that's market it's funny because that is marketed as a quote unquote kids movie Darby O'Gill but it's on Disney Plus yeah yeah but but yeah the Banshee is fucking scary even now have you watched that scene recently Brian no (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> well, based on this conversation, you probably want to keep it that way then, because <laughs> it's it. The effect is 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 genuinely terrifying. How they whatever they did with the negative photography or whatever, putting the person in the costume, but it shows up at the door at one point, and it's right there in your face. Go, oh, and you're like, oh, f- uh, no, no, no. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> even remember what the movie's about, but I just like remember that just that was the thing you remember about as a kid. Like, there's certain things that just pop out where everything else is blah, 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 and it's this terrifying scene. And that's what that's the one you your takeaway from it. Anyone else got anything that no one's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm actually not familiar with the movie, so I, I, I don't have anything to interject at this point. Yeah. For, for a second there, when you were talking about um, like um, boxes showing up at the front door, there was some movie that I saw last year. I want to say it was like called like The Clowning or something like that, where this guy goes through. He's like a handyman. And he finds this old like um, trunk and there's an old clown costume and he has to make something up to his kid because he didn't have like a crisp like a birthday present for him so he finds the clown costume and he puts it on the problem is it's like this is an old cursed clown costume so what happens is he starts to turn into this murderous clown because he can't take the costume off it's really messed up movie to watch it sounds like a Simpsons episode or like Treehouse of Horrors (laughs) So, yeah, I, I, I'm 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 sold. I'm gonna the clowning, or I'll, I'm sure I can probably find out what it is. That Wolf, I'm Wolf I'm, in, I'm intrigued by that. Maybe we should do that as one of our watch togethers, Ryan. At some point. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the exact uh, name of the movie. It, oh, it's got to be the clowning. It better be the clowning. <laughs> it, it was it was something. It was something really, really Highlander. The clowning. The clown ending? The clown. It was kind of weird, though, because I saw that and, like, I think it was around the time the Simpsons did that parody, too. Um, did, did, like, a similar parody, or I saw something else that did it, but it was a, it was a really messed up movie. There's, there's a lot of movies on the IMDb that have clown in the title, so <laughs> it might take some time to. <laughs> was it with a C or K? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, why you guys? No, are... I think actually it's just called Clown. Um, That's it. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Clown. Clown. That's very straight into the point. Twenty fourteen, eh? Yeah, Eli Roth. Oh, Eli. Oh, yeah, and, and Eli Roth. 
produced joint. Torture porn. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Um, <laughs> to, seg- to segue with some clowns, I have some of that on my lists. I have Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the clown scene. That freaked me out as a kid. When he's like, the clowns are taking apart his bike. Like those clowns in a oh. freaky, freaky. And uh, also killer clowns from outer space when they're drinking straws out of the, someone's brain. Dean Wormer from Animal House. <laughs> I think sometimes I, those, those more like fun movies kind of make the, the genre a little easier to go. Because, I mean, you know, you'll have like the lighthearted movies like, you know, you could throw on Beetlejuice with your kid and watch that. And it's not too bad. I think sometimes that little bit of levity really kind of helps some of those movies get along because if you try to watch something like Hellraiser, like that's just straight up like I was debating Beetlejuice, but I don't think he's there yet. Well, bonus points for Beetlejuice is that it it can become the memory of like hearing your first curse word uh, in a movie. (laughs) Nice fucking model. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. (laughs) And it's still got a PG. Yeah. Well, I think they're only they allowed one that. fuck in there, but yeah, but PG. Well, it's, yeah, it's an it's an ad, it's an adjective, not the act. So it's a okay. A all right. When did what was the first PG thirteen? Was it Temple of Doom? Because no, think, yeah. uh, Temple of Doom was no Temple of Doom was eighty four was was PG. But Temple of Doom and Gremlins were the catalyst uh, to create the PG thirteen. Uh, rating. Uh, I don't remember what. I thought again, was the we all first have one, com- we all have computers right in front of us. So can I, I let me ask you guys a question since since you brought up Gremlins. So well, obviously it seems like both movies are like two separate movies. Would you consider the first Gremlins movie a horror movie? I think it was kind of going that route, but I mean definitely uh, definitely horror tinged. I mean like horror. I mean that was I would say that was one of the tr- one of the first true attempts at what would be defined as like a horror comedy. Mm. When you think of like horror, com- yeah. it's like there are horrific moments, but there's also very deliberate moments of comedic element or like the gremlins can be funny. Like when left. But it's, under- yeah. But the it's second one's a comedy though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, was- yeah. Definitely not as uh, lighthearted as the second one. Like the second one was it felt more like a family film than the first. For sure. No, I mean, like the the you know, just in in Gremlins alone. I mean, just like the the, the killer, the the killing aspect of it is very like clear. Like right. these these little guys will will kill you and have no problem doing that. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, in, in in between, you know, singing along to, to Snow White or you know, pounding back a few beers at the bar, they will kill you. Um, I think that one of the, but I will say one of the things that actually was scary to me, uh, the scariest thing of Gremlins. And the thing that I would always fast forward through is the divergence to Phoebe Cates as she tells the story of how her dad oh, died yeah. oh, oh, as Santa Claus oh, oh. in the in the in the chimney, which is just like it's out of nowhere. This thing has the story has no business being yep. in this, being in this movie, even being like this kind of like Christmassy horror-y kind of almost like you can't throw that on top of a kid. <laughs> like, are you? fucking kidding me it's like no 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 as soon as you see phoebe cates in the bank you fast forward that shit for five good minutes make sure you're well past that story was that the first movie or the second one that was the first movie but but they make but they make a joke about it in the second one where she says like did i ever i think it was something like did i ever tell you about like 
my my Thanksgiving trauma or something, which is which is like it's a clear throwback to her like Thanksgiving, but it's or, or her her Christmas story in the first one, and they're like no, like they just like they 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 like completely cut her off because she's about to like tell this story about like it's like Thanksgiving or Easter or something like, and how how she doesn't celebrate one of those. I was like nope 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 we're 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 going off to the next scene. <laughs> I have to watch yeah again. I haven't seen it in a while. How about um, the first Poltergeist? The TV, the hand coming out of the TV. I don't care how old and cynical you are, man. That is that is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, I didn't get oh, too yeah. far in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still won't watch it. I don't know. This it's like this list is here, and there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I still won't touch. <laughs> Poltergeist is is up there. Yeah. Never saw the remake, Ryan. Have you seen the remake of Poltergeist? I, I, I haven't. I'm, I would. I would honestly say Poltergeist is one of the there's the, uh, the the franchises I am I am woefully under under uh, educated on. Mm. Um, I think I watched the first one at some point. I can't recall if I've ever seen any of the sequels or the or the remake for sure. Okay. The sequels are well, they're what they are. But they are what they are. They're back. They like are back. <laughs> they're back again <laughs> Chris do you have another one um well I, I've been going through this whole list this whole month where I've just been trying to watch 31 movies throughout the month um, not specifically a movie a day because some days don't warrant that but uh, I've been going through like some of my favorites uh, you know like the Rob Zombie trilogy of the House with Thousand Corpses characters I love that one but um also digging into like some of my uh, favorite like werewolf movies I'm a big uh, I'm big into that little subgenre so like uh, like uh, the howling um, of course American werewolf in London is to me is the greatest werewolf movie of all time I don't think there's any questions on that and uh, with Stephen King's silver bullet that's that's definitely in my top three what about Teen Wolf? that's again, I guess that falls more <laughs> into like the lighthearted like family stuff but i actually i think that's that one's not that bad the second one i would say plays more as a comedy that was the the title i I don't think i ever actually watched teen wolf 2 but it was one of the the title alone was i recall was one of my first understandings of like puns of like how you can use i'm sure there's like there's a there's a better a literate language or terminology for, it. but the idea of like, oh, play on, it's play Teen on Wolf. Words, yeah. Play on words, like Teen Wolf. T o o o. It's mm-hmm. a sequel, but he's also a Teen Wolf. Whoa, like mind blown. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's how, a Teen Wolf it, because Michael J. Fox is contractually obligated to Back to the Future sequels at the time of filming of this movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, Jason Bateman, right? Right. Yeah, and he's been in oh, a lot wow. of great stuff lately too. Yeah. Yes. Chris, what was your movie? Your, as we're as we're kind of veering off a little yeah, bit sorry. Of, of, the, of, the, <laughs> of the podcast. Well, he brought up. We, I wanted to see if, if how you know how Chris felt about uh, dog soldiers as a as a werewolf aficionado. Uh, you had to bring that one up, didn't you? I don't know. I mean, that's it. I know there's a lot of people that are you know love the werewolf subgenre that love that movie. Just I don't know. There's parts of it that I think that are cool, but. I don't think it's like the be all end all movie that everybody makes it out to be. I mean, I know there's been a couple of cool movies that have come up in the last like few years, 
like uh, there's this one British movie called Howl that I watched. I guess I can't remember exactly when I got it, but um, it's it's a really cool play on it because like uh, what they do is they they do like a their own kind of spin on the werewolf thing where it's a train ride and the train ride breaks down and the train is attacked by these creature beings. And then it's kind of how, how they do the reveal of how those creatures came to be is actually pretty, pretty original. I, I really dig it. That that's when I go back to. And then there was another one that I, I watched recently called late phases. Um, the, the main character kind of bothered me for some reason. Like I wasn't really feeling it, but it's this uh, old blind uh, retired guy. And uh, he gets moved into like a closed community and it turns out that uh, there is like a werewolf among the mixed and uh, just the way they kind of went through and kind of did their, you know, the reveals on that. I thought, I thought it was pretty good for a modern movie. And um, was it Ethan Embry, I think is in that movie. And you low key would never know that unless you saw his name on the box. All right. um, I'm noting both these. I I do like, I do like dog soldiers. Uh, I don't think it's the end all be all. I thought it was. I thought it was an interesting uh, way to do a werewolf movie, which you know they, they. There's only so much you can do with werewolves and make it interesting. So I thought it was. I thought it was a nice little, you know, attempt at that. I'm a huge Neil Marshall fan as well. So like that's you know just to, just to see what his, you know his his you know first film was was great. I, I think um, the thing that turned me off about it was um, because I always hope like okay let's see if they don't have a good transformation it's pretty much going to be a trash movie so when he does the one thing where he falls behind the desk and he changed and that's like your money shot for your werewolf transformation i just thought like god damn it this is this is so corny i i I will 100 percent give you that and yeah the the werewolf transformation is obviously going to be the money shot of any and and the the, you know the the end-all be-all deciding factor if this is a good movie or not is is your, is your key transformation scene. Yep. Well, that's that's why I like, um, I go back to Silver Bullet, the Stephen King one. I know a lot of people will scoff at it, but for the time, um, the church scene, when uh, it's like a dream sequence, but I just think that that was so fantastically done. Well, I will. I'll get this. I'll get this back a little bit more on 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 track to the theme of said podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I I will throw this. So this is. It's kind of scary, but it was also like an endurance test. And this is the idea of, again, probably like, I'm ten, eleven, and being able and catching uh, Friday Friday the Thirteenth movies on cable. Um, and being just old enough to well, also tell, tell a quick little side note. So my parents did have the, the, for, the, the forethought to put a little the, a parental control on our cable box, which was a simple, which was like a simple like four digit code. Um, and basically what I did was like you knew this, there was a code and it was four numbers. So it's like, well, if I just sit here long enough and just keep putting oh, in, one, if two, I just three, keep going. Four. I knew I'll I knew I'll get it eventually. Young hacker um, you I, it, it didn't it didn't take hacker me man. that it didn't take me that long to get to the actual number that way though, because I saw my parents actually I just saw them do it on the remote. Like they didn't have the remote high enough. It's like, oh that's the number. Great. Um so I was able to I was able to 
log in and 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 now I can watch whatever I want. Um, so I I will get to watch the movie. So just seeing Friday the Thirteenth movies on um, was it HBO on, on 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 USA like they were even edited, oh. but see you know seeing them. Yeah, USA uh, used to be good for all that stuff. Now it's just SVU and Chrisley knows best reruns and wrestling. Yeah, the last oh. time I probably watched USA Network was Burn Notice, but that was <laughs> wasn't too far along. But yeah, what the fuck happened to that station? So, so since the subject of Friday the Thirteenth came up, because I think I think it was on either last weekend or this weekend. I, I forget. I watched like. 28 movies at this point in the month but there's this one scene in like three or four it's got to be four where Crispin Crispin Glover is like he goes to put on a record he's like he, he puts on this weird rock record and he's like he goes up to this one girl he's like hey you want to dance and then he does this dance that's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life I'm like how was he trying to and be it, uh, what's his face John Cryer and Pretty in Pink <laughs> I haven't seen the movies. So I don't know. The sad like, part is it works. He gets the bi- the girl on the bed. Yeah. I'm like, he looks like he's having a seizure. Like, You're my density. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I haven't seen any of those movies. Uh, yeah, I, I like would flick around on the, you know, the station and would, I'll watch a few minutes of it and get kind of intrigued. And then when something gets scary, I would just quickly turn it off so that's like that was my like diving into horror movies was i would just quickly turn i i would still kind of do that for like walking dead and when it gets too gory i would like kind of fast forward but mm. did anyone get freaked out by the movie ghost with the grim reaper scene oh absolutely yeah it's, like, <laughs> it's almost oh, like yeah, those no, crawl, crawl monsters <laughs> it is it is that is very unpleasant when that happens <laughs> yeah but uh, I mean, the rest of the movie was good. But that, yeah, those, those, like those black mists are coming, and then the, and the wor- it's even worse at the end when they're making the noise. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, that's a good call. And then Jaws, like I for Jaws, I I didn't see that until I was college, and it's still kind of it's still kind of scary to me. It's like I'm like I can't watch that scene. People getting ripped. It's like the, the the shark looks so fake looking, but for some reason it's still that psyche in your head that it's just seeing someone getting gnawed to shreds. It's just an old blood. I don't know. I prefer the ride. <laughs> <laughs> so did you not watch horror movies? No. Brian? What, I, what I was saying earlier is my older brother – Scarred me for life for watching uh, or showed his Nightmare Before Christmas or not Before Christmas Nightmare on Elm Street, and then uh, after that I I would watch stuff here and there and but yeah I, I was I tended not to watch a lot of horror movies I have like a list of just ones that are meant for kids that are unintentionally scary kind of thing and ones that just scared me and just it could be like Garbage Pail Kids the movie like. <laughs> It's such a bad movie, but it's something about it that's like we used to, we would watch it, but I would get kind of freaked out by just the way the characters looked. It's such a. Have you guys ever seen that movie? A long I, time ago. I haven't seen the movie because I actually 
you were talking about, like getting a little off of like what you things that are scary on screen. I would like Garbage Pail Kids. The cards actually really freak me out. Like, oh wow, I, really? It, it, yeah, it, it for whatever reason, like just the way they were drawn or something about them. Just they are very really, graphic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just really, really. It was upsetting. I, I really remember being. I like, love the cards, but I didn't like the movie though. I mean, well, the movie was shit, but just it, it was just freaky the way that they did the makeup and the oh, actors, yeah. and it, it just. It's things of nightmares. The boogers. <laughs> oh, there's like this. Yeah, that was gross. And anyone else got any other? I know. Yeah. Uh, um. Do you guys remember Dragon Slayer from the early eighties? Yeah. Um. Peter, I've seen Peter scenes. McNichol. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched Adam's um, Family Value with him, and he's perfect in that. Okay. <laughs> he's so good. But there's a. a Chris or Ryan, have you guys seen Dragon Slayer all the way through? I can't say I have, to be honest. Okay. The effect, the dragon effect, the dragon effects are really, really good for the time. But they throw in some, and again, this is before the PG thirteen rating. And you, I look at that movie now, and it's like, wow, I should not have been seeing. So there's one scene where the baby dragons devour a woman, which is, and I'm like, okay, that's unpleasant. But there's an early scene where you never actually see the dragon, but these guys basically drop off a virgin for the dragon to eat as, as a sacrifice. And they put her, they chain her to a tree, and she spends about 10 minutes trying to get out of the, the chains and is able to, and then starts to run. And then there's just a POV shot from the dragon's mouth and it just fucking fries her with a with with dragon bread. And you're like, whoa! I'm telling you, it's, and, and I watched this movie so many times as a kid. But like, that's, and the dragon is scary, but I remember, I'm like, yeah, the dragon's scary, but nothing in that movie is as scary as that scene with, with the gal trying to get away. And then just, she just gets fucking cooked. That kind and of the scenes are over like, that, oh. remi- that reminds me of the, the the latest Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom where it was like the opening scene where they, there was like the, they were running away from the dinosaurs and they're all cheering like the guy got away on the helicopter and all of a sudden the Moses the Mosasaurus one of the big water dinosaurs ended up just scooping him up anyway and they're all cheering like yeah and then you think he's getting away and it's just that one just like laughed out it's kind of very similar scene where you Absolutely. think you think they're out of the realm and nope. <laughs> All right, you guys are going to laugh at this choice because I used to watch it, but it, it, it was kind of a little dark and kind of, I mean, because I'm a fucking wimp, but Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> Never actually seen it, but let's But, but let's, it had like evil, it's like evil trolls and they would go and ki- like freeze kids or put them in like little hives or something and then Ernest had to go save them and, and it's like Ernest would... I think Ernest saved the day, of course, but but I don't remember much from it. But I remember like some of the monsters in it were kind of weird for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch. I like Ernest Goes to Camp, but that Ernest goes scared stupid. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, he really made some money off of those, man. He made a bunch of them. Well, yeah. And then- oh yeah. Camp, scared stupid, jail. I don't know. Christmas. Jury duty, or am I thinking of Pauly Shore? Um, <laughs> yes. I, I think probably, probably both. 
don't know, Ernest goes to space. I don't know. Ernest I don't know. goes to Toy Story. And he? Yeah, he passed away during the second one. That after, yeah, I don't know. Ernest goes to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> no, that's, that's Harold and Kumar. After going to White Castle. Okay, are, are you ready for the uh, full gamut of Ernest movies? Yeah. There's Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, Saves Christmas, Goes to Africa, Goes to School, <laughs> oh, God. In the I... Army, Slam wow. Dunk Ernest, Ernest Rides Again. Wow. Yeah, that, that's know... pretty much Yeah, that's pretty much it. It does kind of sound like Paul Shore movies. There's the uh, Army one, or is it Jail? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I don't remember that, that many. many. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't. Well, the thing is, after about 94, they it looks like uh, I just looked it up on Wikipedia. It says that uh, there's four of them. This just went straight to video. Uh, goes to school. You don't say. Artist, to Africa <laughs> and then in the army. The but African I well, one, I can't like, imagine, is like that's got to be just full of just not good stuff in that one so on it's got to be it's probably so unwoke <laughs> yeah that's what, that's what i'm getting at yeah I, i'm hoping i walk into walmart and i just see like a dvd like multi-tier <laughs> box set with all these movies that's that's if someone gets married that's something you give to your your groomsmen that's what i did for mine i gave them like all bad movies like the like the sharknado type movies i gave them as nice. gag gifts you, you didn't give them clownado did you no, <laughs> Clownado. So, uh, just just to kind of clarify on this, um, maybe like what two years ago, um, we we got hit up for to to do a review of this. Uh, I don't even want to call it a B movie because I feel like that's an insult to B movies. But uh, Z movie. <laughs> yeah, there's this movie called Clownado. So basically, it's exactly what you think it is. It's the NATO movies and a clown movie all in one. Um, and it looked like it was shot not even on like the latest like iPhone. It looked like it was shot on like you know like an iPhone 3G or something. Wow! And it was it, on top of terrible camera work, poor lighting, um, and bad acting. You had this whole tornado of production shit production to just just give you this horrible movie about you know murderous clowns that are sweeping through in a t in a tornado like, i don't even know how i even green lights the, the shit i don't know like it's like you, when i'm doing like amazon and looking and through all of the stuff that's released each tuesday and it's just all these like like ripoffs of Marvel movies, but just the titles are slightly different. Oh, those are those are the asylum movies. Yeah. Basically, there's a company in Australia or that Russia makes what they refer to. No, it's 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 this company in Australia, okay. Asylum. They make they refer to them as mockbusters, and anytime they find out a title is going to come out, like they'll make their own version of that movie. Like there's there's a whole series of Transformers movies that they made. What what are they called? Are they this changes? I think it's like transmorphers or something like that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's transmorphers. Yeah, they, they that's their that's their whole that's their whole shtick is that you'll see like all right here's the next here's the big like like asteroid movie and here's like the trailer for the movie but we know it's a real Hollywood movie so it's like a year ahead before the movie even gets made so they will they will then make a a movie 
essentially kind of like riffing on whatever footage they see in the tight of, of that video of that of the trailer. Like a trailer, and yeah. They'll, and they'll get it and they'll get it out, they'll make the whole movie and they'll release it direct to well, they started on they started VHS. That's they've been around for a while. They'll get it direct to video before or right at the same time as the real movie. Essentially with the hopes of like you will like Wait, accidentally buy movie? it. Yeah. Half the time it's like I think there's like accidentally rent the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just see that as the only reason why they want it so people accidentally buy this, like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. and I, there, I, I, I there's definitely lawsuits out there for them right now. There there's literally like eight to ten movies a year that they, they make. I don't know how they're pulling this off, man. But like, you know, Transmorphers, um, the Da Vinci treasure, snakes on a train, dear alien versus Hunter. They know they, they've got the model. It's like, they've got their bloom house model, just cheaper. They know exactly how much money they can spend to recoup their budget and make maybe a little bit more on top of that. It's like, here's your budget. Yeah. Make the movie. They sell the rights. They sell the rights to Sci-Fi Channel because Sci-Fi Channel needs garbage to like fill airtime, mm-hmm. and they're good. They're solvent. They they go on to the next one. You know, it's it's who buys it's them a, that are actually wanting to buy them. Is it just stoners that just <laughs> watches? Oh, it's watch a bad movie. Yes, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm looking at this list of movies, and it's just it's it's. Oh man, I can't believe they made all these damn movies. There was like there was like I, a Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was slightly different than title. I don't remember what it was. I saw that on Mike, and it's like the same font. <laughs> but we're we're going way off topic here. We got to go back to things that are scaring us as kids. <laughs> um, right. Labyrinth. I, I still haven't seen. I don't know why, but this David Bowie in that wig. I just I can't get. To, I don't know if I can get just through the scene. I mean, for, forget David Bowie in the wig. It's, it's all about David Bo- David Bowie and the and the the crotch bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speak. You know, to, to to some it's Jessica Rabbit. To others, it's David Bowie. Because man, that that man will he's packing will waken things in you. He's packing. There's there's <laughs> no there is no attempt to hide what what. What Mr. Bowie's little, 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 there was no attempt to hide little Bowie. Little Bowie. Is it little <laughs> Bowie though? There is nothing little about him. Is it actually a good movie though? I mean, is it like. It's not the right it's, word. Good it, is. It's nostalgic. There's, there is, there is a lot of, there is a lot of nostalgia and a lot of rose tinted glasses watching that movie. And. It's fun. It's like eighties. It's it's like in the same realm as like, yeah, Dark Crystal, um, Never Ending Story, which like I still haven't seen. Never Ending Story to a certain degree. Yeah, it's all like that that mid eighties fantasy, you know, style um, stuff. It's a it's a decent movie. It's yeah. you know, if, you, if you watch it, it's, it's it's pretty cheesy. It's 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 you would probably call it a bad movie, but yeah. <laughs> It has its it has its audience. I know, it's like, and, it's, and, it's, and it's Jim like Jim Henson. I'm pretty sure it's Jim Henson's you know creature creature um, uh, factory, whatever like, whatever he calls it. Um, it's, it's made all the creatures yeah. in it. So it's it's really I mean like it, the monsters and the creatures that inhabit the world are like really 
really fun looking um, and really well done. Um, and it's all puppet, it's all puppet work. Um, I think it's the puppets. I think is there's the, I think I've seen the scenes of the puppets. It's the same thing with Dark Crystal, and I just like yeah, this just the way certain things are done. I just like it took me forever to watch that um, that animated Lord of the Rings movie because it was just I didn't like the animation for it like that and The Hobbit, and then I ended up watching it around the time when Lord of the Rings came out. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Because the way that they did the Lord of the Rings animated was like they animated over to the live footage. And it was just the way they did it was just kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was just weird. And and kind of, I mean, if I think I watched, if I watched that as a kid, I, I remember seeing The Hobbit as a kid. And I didn't like the, the, the orcs and the goblins of it. That kind of freaked me out. I mean, see, I'm very, I'm very scared easily. <laughs> <laughs> Um, talk about, okay, so I have, there's Snow White, which the animated, animated one, which is, I I watched that recently with my son and I'm like, oh, at the end she, did, did she really die? Cause there's the Powell palace is practically in the sky <laughs> and like, he like goes and brings her to the, to the palace at the end. And I'm like, did she die? Cause it looks, that thing's pretty high up in the sky there. Um, yeah. but for, there was something that was from 1979-1980 that I watched as a kid. It was from like on HBO and Disney Channel, I think. But it was the the Snow White on Radio City Music Hall. And for whatever reason, that one always, my mom taped it and we would watch it. But it was still like the dwarves looked scary. The witch was freaking scary. Just a lot of stuff was about it. It was just weird. I, I don't know if you ever, have you guys ever seen that? No, I, I, no. I know. I'm, showing, I'm showing my age a little bit, but well, you guys aren't too for, too too much younger than yeah, I. We're, we're, we're all in the same demo. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I just, I'm I privileged because I, I HBO. Have, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't have cable until I was yeah eleven or twelve. So it, that was that was a long time down 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 the road. But I think it was on it Disney was Channel. A, they played in like 1986 too. But even back then, you had to pay for the Disney Channel. Um, but I think I remember seeing it on HBO because HBO used to have, it was like, um, Shelly Duvall's kind of, they had something that she did when it had Jeff Goldblum was the, the them and the three little pigs oh. and the, he played the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Billy Crystal and, um, shit, the guy just passed away. Um, I forget his name. Sorry. Oh, for, oh Fred, uh, Fred Willard, I think was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was like one of them. There was like a bunch of like uh, like fairy tale theater kind of thing that. So it was like HBO used to have all that stuff back in the eighties. That's my early HBO memories. Um, do you guys have anything else that scared I, you as I, a kid? Yeah, I, I I got one too, kind of along the similar lines of seeing Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time at an impressionable age. Not too long before that, I want to say a year before that. I saw the 1980s version of the Blob when that came first came to the VHS. That. It's pretty great. I, I mean, oh, it's, it's amazing. It, 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 it's it's so good for, for what it is. For what it is, it's 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 so. But the effects are great. But um, all I knew from about the old Blob was that there was a this thing that came into the bowling alley and everybody went ah. There's a there's a Blob in the bowling alley. I didn't realize that 
it absorbed you and uh. in such a horror the first killing by the blob in the movie is it's doubly horrifying because a it's who you thought was the main character so who you thought was the main character for the first half hour of the movie just 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 gets offed with no warning before game Nothing. of thrones there was the blob yeah before game of thrones <laughs> after psycho but but before before game of thrones <laughs> but uh, the, the blob goes onto the ceiling and drops on him and he's being dragged away and one of his arms is 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 out and you hit th- this this screaming sound effect from inside this is like oh shit and then Shawnee Smith who plays his girlfriend tries to rescue him is is trying to pull him away from the blob but his whole arm just comes uh. right the fuck off and and then you see his face just just melt underneath the blob and I'm like I was 9 I think seeing that and that that I'm that haunted 42 me for a and while. this is scaring the shit I mean just you talking about it <laughs> Well, the the blob is also so when you think about like horror movies in general like even for the most part like 98 percent of the time when you like see kids in peril it's just like oh like all right this is fake you know the, it, this is like fake tension the kid's gonna be fine but not the blob <laughs> when the blob the blob kills a kid like he's like 11 years old and it's like and it's been a main it's been like a not a main main character, but kind of like a main side character through most of the film. And the blob like kills this kid, like right like that. And I always point to something like the blob as like when, when a movie has the, the wherewithal and the guts to kill a kid, it's a great signal to the audience that no one is safe all the rules are like any established rules you think about you're going into a horror movie are like out the window. Um, and it doesn't happen that often, but like the no. blob is a great example to say, what, this is a movie that's bad. Was this the one willing to kill a kid? Was this blob with, um, I remember there, I don't know if it was the 1980 one or, or there was one that was more later on where it was like someone gets killed in a phone booth. Was yeah, that, that's yeah. that one. Okay, because I remember that scene. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, is- which, is, which is also such a great sequence of like this, the blob just envelops the the phone booth and then the pressure of the blob just all of a sudden just like collapses in Ugh. the phone booth in such a violent, <laughs> explosive manner. As if you can tell, it's like there's like a, and there's a, obviously a character and there's a, a, a character in the in the phone booth and you're like oh yeah it's, it's a dummy but it's so it's such this violent explosion of energy and then it cuts um before you like, really have a time to process what's going on just yeah it's, it's that's an amazing kill sequence to, to talk about your point about um about killing kids like i'm thinking of um sleepy hollow with tim burton like that of like a more recent movie that was con- not like scary but just like fucked up like that of like the the headless horseman killed one of the little kids <laughs> in that in that movie um but also stephen king movies it seems like every movie <laughs> thing that he does is i think i've talked about this recently too is like the shining doctor's sleep was fucking horrific uh, the one scene for that, the actor, the, the kid actor, and it did it really well. Um, what what happened on screen, and then I'm 
was it the outsider that was on hbo that came out recently that that was like it seems like everything that stephen king does is i mean and obviously it like the you know those movies too but it seems seems like this very kid specific (laughs) like he doesn't like kids i don't think I think that's also why the first it of the two recent ones was the better of because Pennywise chasing around adults call me cynical, but I'm like, there's nothing scary about this. It's I I know that. But that thing chasing around kids is scary because you remember being that age and being afraid of everything. Yeah. So you're able to empathize with how these kids are, are feeling, but, but watching Pennywise chase the adults around, I was like, ah, I'm bored. I still, I mean, I still liked it, but it, it had that, the first one had that Goonies stranger things feel to it. So I was quite right. like, I like, I liked watching that. Um, which I still haven't seen the original one, which going back to the very beginning of this podcast, but I still haven't watched the beginning of that one or, uh, I've seen that one. Chris, are you also, still there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to like, try to figure out a way to like traumatize you and lock you in a basement and force you to watch all these movies. Um, consecutively. Yeah. Well, we'll people we'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll clockwork orange. Poor Brian. We'll, we'll pry his eyes I open and strap him, to a, <laughs> strap him to a chair. That's a fucked up. And we'll see what happens on the other side. Instead of like what they did in clockwork orange, we'll get that little eye thing from fire in the sky. We'll put that over. So, Oh, the... fuck, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it back there, man. Uh, they well killed done. me. Nice all right. <laughs> nice callback there. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. People, people have been making fun of me for my whole life about being scared of horror movies. Like just developing film and college with in pitch blackness and my friend was like stretchy fetty's gonna get you and and like oh go like did someone touch your hair i'm like no so I'm like, I'm like i didn't he's like i didn't do it and then you're thinking someone's touching your hair and in, in the dark yeah i've been getting picked on for years for being a wimp for movies but i've i've i still can't watch straight up horror movies but i, I i've ventured more into the, like the realm of like thrillers and things that aren't like gore fest, but like, I guess the scariest stuff is like walking dead and, um, like cabin in the woods, Tucker, Tucker and versus Dale versus evil or whatever that those are like, those are f- funny co- horror comedies. Like even like shorter than dead. I liked that up until the part when it got kind of like it turned into a zombie movie <laughs> and the guy's like getting ripped to shreds and like, eh. that's such a great scene when he pulls him out all of a sudden he's just kind of taking him every which way. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like to, at that point. I was like, okay, now this movie's not comedy anymore because you're you're expecting it to be just comedy, and then it just changed like like that into being a zombie movie. <laughs> it did take a turn. Yeah, and um, if that's not up your alley, yeah, that's <laughs> I can see I, why that would be. Yeah, it's like I liked the first part of it because it was funny, and and then it just. But it's like, yeah, I mean, other things are. Like vampire movies, I didn't like. Like even like um, it was an interview interview with a vampire. I wasn't really a f- fond of, or Brand Stoker's Dracula. I, I think I've seen a lot of parts of that. But then it's like, yeah, what we do in the shadows. I'll, I I love that because <laughs> it's comedy. Um, but just like straight up horror, I just I I can't get into it because like if something's gonna be so scary, like scary to me, it's I don't find enjoyment in it. Okay. It's got to be like somewhere well, every- grounded, I think, a little bit. 
Well, and everybody, I think, takes something away from horror, whether it's you're genuinely scared, you get a nice thrill, or, yeah, why, why do we like these, these movies? Or is this because we're sick bastards? Or yes. what, what is it that... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Is it well, that... There- there was there was a study, I guess, at the beginning of the pandemic where they said people that watch a lot of like horror movies, specifically zombie movies, were going to be more like kind of at ease during the whole like interesting. Yeah. The whole lockdown scenario. And I was like, yeah, I guess because I watched um, Night of the Living Dead today and I was like, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, you're boarding yourself up in to, to ride this ride this storm out, you know, with the with the zombies outside until like, you need yeah, food. Which which one? 68, 68 or ninety? Sixty eight. I've seen the one from ninety. My friend showed me that one. So there's some they're, I've seen. <laughs> they're I both. Figured, yeah, I figured I just wanted to go original because I was like, I, I don't know. I said this year I wanted to watch a lot more like older, like you know, original horror movies, and that's probably the only one I've actually gone through for. Sure. I actually do think that they serve a purpose to psychologically that seeing these gruesome deaths that are so far beyond the realm of anything that can happen to you in real life actually I think is a way to be like, yeah, you know what? The world isn't as scary as, as I think it is and and death is scary. But you or know what? Just as scary. It serves to kind of take <laughs> away the sting of that a little bit, maybe. Okay, quick game. There's zombies around you. What's the first thing you grab? What do you use as a weapon? <laughs> I like to play this sometimes when we bring up zombies. I've got my baseball bat right here. <laughs> my, my candles, bonfire from sand and fog. They're pretty heavy. I think that would knock a zombie out. Then I think I would get eaten, though. <laughs> Well, I got I got my bag light. It probably is more effective as a weapon because I don't remember the last time I've changed the batteries in this. Mm. Though I do have some big knives in the kitchen I can run and get. But I'm like, I got I, a nice pen. Yeah, like I wonder, like the effectiveness of of like the handle of a knife. I feel like if it's in the skull, the handle. If you try taking it out, it like that's why I feel like it's so fake. A lot of like Walking Dead. If you take the knife out of a zombie skull, like the handle would break off. Or get right. stuck. They're all they're all squishy though by that point. <laughs> <laughs> squishy, squishy. Uh, all right, let's wind this down. Do you guys have anything left? You just want to ran, randomly go? Anything else I, I that's scary? The, the the last the last thing I really had on my list was it wasn't it's not a specific movie. And again, this is more of like partially an endurance test, but was to go into the horror section of the video store when you were like a kid <laughs> yeah, and going yeah. down the aisle and looking at all of the artwork and thinking like, what is this movie? Oh yeah. Like, what is, what is this about? And I'm like, okay. And like, I remember like psyching myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up this copy of like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or dolls or like, um, like whatever, and I'm going to look at the back of the cover and see what the picture is behind behind <laughs> the cover, yeah. and, and 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 read about what this movie is actually about. The Ghoulies uh, was like the best VHS cover because it was the one where he was coming out of the toilet, and it wasn't even in the yeah. movie, but it just made such a compelling box cover, you know. <laughs> Critters, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean all all that great, and like and obviously most of it was like drawn. Most of it was like you know, and obviously going back as an adult, you watch half these movies, and like the movie is never as good as like the poster artwork compel like you know is is selling you on. Yeah, but that was like that was one of my I definitely remember like the nice. little family video stores like like wandering off or out of the kids section or the the approved sections like oh. I'm gonna like look at the horror movies now, or like, or the or the best part was like when your parents your, your parents would like drop you off at the video store, and they run off they run off to like do their errands for half hours. Like, all right, we'll be back in a little bit. There's like, all right, cool. I know which room I'm wandering movie. into. I'm just I'm gonna like look at horror movies. The one with the, the one in the back room with the curtain. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one my dad would always go to whenever my mother was out of town. <laughs> He didn't even try to hide. He just made a beeline right for the special room. I was like, right yeah. I, I miss those days of though of like the video store. Um, I've just, yeah, I, I miss parts of it. Like being able to browse, just go through and seeing what videos there. But then well, I also you didn't still like, have that. Yeah. Yeah. You the still last have that now because yeah. whenever you want to watch something on Netflix, it takes you like half an hour to figure out what the fuck right. you want to watch. <laughs> There's too much content. I think if I if I, <laughs> if I ever have the space for it in wherever I live in the future, I would love to recreate in like my basement or like some large room the video store experience and like oh, have, all, have all my Blu-rays and DVDs like categorized. It's like here's the action <laughs> section, here's the horror section, here's the sci-fi section. You know, have all the artwork like displayed rather than just looking at the spines. Just to have that like browsing experience again. Well, I but, have two bookshelves of it, but then now it's got filled with kid books and other stuff. So it's kind of and it's double like there's there's like two rows of it. So sometimes it's really hard to grab things. So I'm like, you know what? I have everything on digital. Click, you know. It's like I, <laughs> but I yeah, I I feel you though with having it like be categorized. I have it alphabetized or somewhat alphabetized, but yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait. Are you telling us that you're going to change the name of the site to Kid Books and other stuff after after this? When we, we stop doing reviews, it's just like kid stuff and kid no, books I've and had other plenty stuff. of emails from like like kids stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm not reviewing this just because I have a kid. And I'm like, he's going to watch whatever I put on. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to do that. If anything, I'll do children's like actually uh, illustrate children's books. Nice. Do something different, but I do have I do have a concept for a children's book. I just have to draw it and write it. It's I, I, I it's it's called Garbage Elves, and it's okay. And it's um to teach my son that if he leaves anything out at the end of the night, like his toys, they garbage elves will come into the apartment or house, and they will take them, and you will never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds very effective. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like go to fuck to sleep kind of book, but it's garbage elves. <laughs> go to fuck to sleep kind of book. <laughs> it, it would be something like that. It would be something that parents can enjoy and scare the shit out of their sure. kids to clean their fucking mess up. Exactly. <laughs> or the garbage elves will come and take your shit and not re- return it. And he's like, uh, well, how do they get in? I'm like, they have a way. They come in the same way Santa Claus comes in. I don't know. Well, how does Santa Claus? Hey, man. He has, he has his ways. Touches his nose. 
Speak, speaking of taking things and not returning it, so Ryan, will your will your video store room be people can check things out, or is it strictly for you and your guests to just wander through and get that nostalgic kick? Strictly for me. No one fucking touches my stuff but me. This almost sounds like a that show from the early two thousands where it was like the Madhouse, where the guys they would re- recreate certain like rooms. So it's like almost like, oh, I want to do a video store room. I'm like, okay, we'll do it. And then so it always seems like that kind of theme, like something on HGTV. That would be so cool. You got to find some someone that will allow that though, because I've had a lot of movie posters, and my wife's like girlfriend at the time was like yeah this is a bachelor pad You're, this shit's going down <laughs> i have a i have a nightmare on elm street poster brian that ryan gave me and my wife makes me hang it in the garage because she hates to look at it oh, so she can't I even see you come. got the thing in the back the thing poster i do have the thing yeah the thing po- the thing posters no, but, but the, the original nightmare on elm street poster she's like i don't want to i don't want to see it it's bad enough that I, she's like, I have to see it when we drive home, and the first thing that I see is is fucking well, the claw had, coming over. I had Heather Lord Lange of the Rings, I had Star Wars, I had Back to the Future, Shawshank, I had Road to Perdition, like I had like quality artwork. I'm like, this is artwork, man. And she said, nope, too much, ba- too much Bachelor. <laughs> That's great. Damn it. You got you to frame all of that. Nice. I did frame it. I mean, it wasn't like nice frames, but it was like AC Moore kind of frames. <laughs> That's great. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll get my, when I finally buy a house, I'll have my little corner where I'll be able to hang up stuff. Exactly. Gotta have the bad cave or room. Yeah. Or Very in my case, probably be corner. <laughs> Closet. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. Um, anyone else have anything in to add, plug, or anything else? Um, p- pl- when, when, when's this going to drop, Brian? Probably like t- Tuesday. I don't know. I got to edit it first. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll, I'll be a little shameless and yeah, go for it. Stay tuned on Tuesday because the winners of this year's Napa International Napa. Naples International oh. Film Festival jury competition will be announced and I'm one of the jurors and we did a couple of videos today so that'll be coming out this week where you'll where, get to where can you find that like just uh on their on their website everything it's all online this year it's like okay. niff dot just whatever Na- Naples International Film Festival okay. is yeah there's there's a fun picture of me and the two other jurors, one of whom was actually in the blob that, that Ryan, <laughs> the thing that Ryan referred to, where the lady got got destroyed in the phone booth. That lady is wow. one of the jurors. Wow. Yeah. That's Ooh. that was interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my first time on a film jury, so it's kind of fun. Cool. And obviously, fil- film festivals are not what they should be. But welcome to 2020 when everything is. is yeah, not what it should don't be. you go to Sundance too? I, I did go to Sundance this year, and that was that was cool. First time there, yeah. But I, 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 there, there, I have a feeling that'll be online as well. Yeah, this, this year it's just there's there's no, 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 no. Despite what we keep hearing on certain TV channels, a, a vaccine is not just around the corner. No, and if it is, I wouldn't take the first. Uh, no, yeah. no. So this it's is the great. way. I think it's, <laughs> but this is the I mean, way that. Film festival. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talk about talk about horror movies. I mean, like the first the first round of vaccines. I mean, that's like that's that's horror movie making. Oh, it's going to be fun yeah. watching people that's turn into fun. pigs. Dang You're God. all pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, do you have anything to add? No. Um, no, I guess just keep coming back. Uh, maybe I'll have some more reviews. Maybe some more artists won't get upset with uh, my ratings and ask us to Uh-oh. fill in stars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I got that tweet that, that week. That was kind of interesting. That was a first. Well, it's not not like death threats or anything like that that I usually get. So it's not that too, not too bad. Usually? <laughs> it's just a regular thing? <laughs> Well, yeah, from time to time I get usually harassed by bands or musicians that are, uh, yeah. I don't like the review you wrote about me type type crap. Yeah, or why are you interviewing that person? You should be interviewing me. But, yeah, so, uh, Ryan, where can people find you? Yes, you can You can find me at uh, djryanmidnight.com. Uh, I do host the uh, podcast 100% Ska, which is available on uh, most major podcast streaming sites. Eventually, I will start recording new episodes, but you can always go back at the moment and uh, dive into my archive if you aren't familiar already with uh, the episodes. And I'm also doing a lot about like monthly live streaming podcasts uh, with the uh, Lonely Adam Records uh, uh, website. Um, so, yeah, if you like Scott, I'm your man. Cool. Well, guys, this was a blast to talk about a bunch of movies that scared me. Um, mostly movies that you guys enjoyed. These movies scared me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll have to we'll have to pick another topic that's not horror next time. <laughs> Christmas sure. is coming it's up, so we go always Christmas movies. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, you guys we, will talk we, about horror Christmas movies. <laughs> well, there there are those. But- well, Gremlins is a Christmas movie, I guess technically. Right. Sure, it is a Christmas sure. movie. It Die is. Hard, Lethal Die Weapon. Hard. Yep. But but Brian, even some butthead do Christmas. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Brian, we want to talk about things that you'll actually have watched or will watch, as opposed to things you will never watch, like any of the ones we talked about tonight. Well, believe it or not, I mean, I did see a lot of the stuff. Some of the stuff that you guys talked about, it's just it wasn't complete movies. It was just scenes. <laughs> gotcha. If it happened, if it happened in the first ten minutes of the movie, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Until the first scary part of it, and then I was like, nope. Especially for <laughs> <your> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night uh, and Thank stay you. safe out there. All right. Take it easy, guys. Too. Thanks bye. a lot, Brian. Bye. Take care. Ryan, Chris, bye. Bye bye.